This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 185, we're going to be looking at online choose-your-own-adventure games. Just in case you don't know what those are, um, you may have got these for your children. You can buy them on Amazon, get them at the library. Basically, it's a story where you control what happens at the bottom of a page. It will ask you, uh, you know, do you want to go to the left or the right? And you choose. But not only can you have these as books, but you can have these as online games. In fact, I remember the very first game, it was pretty much just called the adventure game that I played when I was 18, was um, a text-based choose-your-own-adventure game. And you can find those still, you can actually still find many text-based ones, and uh, which just will give you very simple choices as to what you're going to do. And you make your way through the game and discover the story, your version of it as you go. Now, I have already created a, um, a podcast a while ago, an episode on how to create your own, choose your own adventure games. And this is a really good way for you to get your children to do projects or um, a fun way for them to do it. And so I will link to that in the show notes, or you can go and just look back and find it. The show notes are at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. And you're probably going to need to go there because there are going to be lots, lots of uh, links you're going to need to look up because of the nature of today's episode. But anyway, so just to go back to that, um, if you are inspired to introduce these into your homeschool, but um, use them for your child to create, then go and look at that um, episode, which I did replay a little bit. Uh, it, was, it was a replay a little more recently. Um, it was one of the first ones that I did. This was actually in my mind because right now we're in the middle um, of summer and June and July with show sponsor Funder Fund Academy is time for our high school challenge, which is a contest for um, high schoolers that encourages them to uh, explore everything they need to know about college, how to get in, how to be successful, and they get prizes, etc. as they do it. And um, I will link to that also in the show notes. But why I particularly am mentioning it is because the uh, because the contest has a lot of vendors coming together with Funder Funder to provide uh, gift card prizes, and together we also created a choose your own homeschool high school adventure. So this is one that you as parents can play. So it's on funderfunder.com slash homeschool high school adventure. Um, I'll put it in the in the show notes and I'll also link to it on the main page of the contest itself. So you could find it that way, too. But in it, you can actually work through if you have high schoolers, you can find your questions answered. But instead of having to go through everything, you get choices. So it's like, you know, which are you ninth grade? Are you 10th, 11th or are you 12th? And then there are more questions. Is this your first time homeschooling high school? What exactly do you need help with? Do you need help with scholarships, et cetera, et cetera? And you make choices as you go. So you can experience this yourself. I hope you find it useful and uh, do take a look. We spend quite a lot of time and effort putting this together for you. 
But now let's get into why you should think of using choose your own adventure games in your homeschool. And I'm going to give you examples for each different idea as well. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of different re good reasons for why you could use them. And many of the examples I'm going to use actually cross over more than one reason. And you can also just find your own. And I'll talk a little bit about that at the end. This will apply to all ages, by the way. There's something in here for everybody. So the first thing is many of them are text-based, and this is just good reading practice. Sesame Street has a book builder, and it's a very simple one. Um, you get asked where do you want to go. You get well, first, I think, was which character you want to play as, and then where you want to go. And there's a very simple storyline. It's very cute. I played the whole thing through just once. And the cool thing about choose your own adventure is you can play it more than once to get different endings. Um, but the nice thing about this is that the words are on the screen, but it also reads them aloud, which means it's good for beginning readers. Then um, another one that also is good reading practice for a child's a little older is Castaway. It's a fairly short story. You get, um, you get uh, stranded on an island and you have to figure out how to get off. I played it about four times. Uh, maybe it took me 10 or 15 minutes. So it's not very long, but it took me about four attempts to actually get off the island. And so this takes me into the next point. Not only is it good for reading practice, but it's good for helping children make decisions and seeing the effect of the decisions. So when you, you get to a place and you get asked, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? Sometimes there really isn't a better way. And either of them are going to just take a different path. And one may have hazards and one may not. And this is like real life. But sometimes there is obviously a way that is likely to end you up in more trouble, another way that's more likely to end you up in a better place. Um, but as I say, even trying to do my best, I didn't, I didn't get off the island first time around, but doing it a, a few times, which also meant it was some memory practice. I had to remember what I did the time before. And choose better than I did the time before. So there again, also did perseverance because I came back, I was determined to get off the island. So I just came back, kept trying different things until I succeeded. So there's just, there's a lot of skills you can see that it could be useful for younger kids and even sometimes some older ones. But anyway, um, it does teach you the effect of your decisions. And one I'm going to list here is called payback. Uh, this one, if you just Google, you will find it. This is all about college costs. It's actually one that we used in the, uh, the high school challenge that I was telling you about, the contest for students where they get 30, 30, sort of 30, 31 different challenges and they score points for each one they do. Well, one of their assignments that they can choose to do is to play the payback game where you get to make choices about uh, your time in, in college, the jobs you take, the loans you take, all those kinds of things. And then you get uh, the effect of what you're doing. I remember the first time I played it, I thought I was going to be very, um, I was going to be very hardworking. I was going to take as many jobs as were offered me, no loans, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I had, I was kicked out of college because my, my grades got so low because I was spending so much time working. I didn't actually have time for my coursework. And so these are the things that it's interesting for your child to start thinking about and realizing that our actions uh, have effects and the decisions we make do affect uh, the paths that we take. Obviously, this is also going to get your kids to start doing some critical thinking. 
And one that I'm going to mention here is done by the Science Museum of London. All of these, by the way, are free. There's not, nothing paid in any of these. It's called Total Darkness. And um, it's kind of good for upper elementary, middle school, or even early high school, where you're suddenly turned into um, the whole place. It suddenly becomes dark and you're trying to figure out what's going on and you're trying to get the lights back on. And you are wandering around, talking to people, finding information. And you also need to use science knowledge and some critical thinking to eventually get the lights turned on again. Um, another thing that these games are good for is to apply learning. And I've got two games to mention here. The first one is called Harmony Square. So if you have been teaching your children about um, online media and talking about trolls and disinformation and all that stuff, to, you know, for media literacy, this is a great game to play. It is not taking any sort of political side, so don't worry about that. It's really just showing how um, people can use media today because it's so easily accessible to really just stir things up. And um, so you, you actually pay as the bad guy and you are hired to try and create havoc in Harmony Square, which is a little town or Harmony is a town. And so you get to go through, I think it's four different scenarios I played the whole way through and you're given options. And obviously each time you're expected to take the worst one that's going to sort of really create havoc. And it's just, it, it gives you an insight into the people that do these things online and hopefully will help your child to realize when they are reading something that um, has just been stoked by trolls, stoked by disinformation. Not and the difference, by the way, between disinformation and misinformation. Misinformation is when you share something you think is correct and it's not. Disinformation is where someone is deliberately trying to mislead. And that's what this whole game is about. You are, it's, it's, it's not political, um, well, I think it's somebody running for some kind of office unopposed, but it's, oh, it's a bear patrol. That's right. So it's, it's, it's nothing that's going to be upsetting to anybody on whatever your political views are. And basically the, you just are trying to um, make life really hard for, for these people and make the town be divided. And we are such a divided country right now. So I think this is really good for your kids to play and to realize how sometimes when they are getting upset, you know, about something online, this is the, is what they are tr is trying to be achieved by the people behind it. It's not actually to try and inform you to make better choices, but rather just to try and get you upset. Then the second one is very different, and it's actually a, um, one I just discovered today, and I am going to be using it in Funder Funder's health class. It's um, done by the UK. It's lifesaver.org UK. And these are actually interactive films. So it's quite uh, real to life. Um, I definitely wouldn't use this with younger children, but um, you know, mature middle schoolers and high schoolers, you go through four different scenarios where you come across somebody who is in a life-threatening situation. I played through the CPR one and the person had collapsed and you're given choices and you even get to sort of simulate CPR on your computer. I was amazed at how much I feel like now if I came upon that scenario, although I kind of in my head knew what to do, it's been years since I actually took um, a class and I feel like I would actually give it a shot now. And I don't think I would do any real damage to anybody. So it's, it's, this is really good to um, say, so I will, 
teach them sort of about CPR. And then I'm going to say, now actually go and try it out. Can you remember? These are your choices. What do you do first? What do you do next? And then they're actually even, even simulates on the keyboard, um, actually doing the, uh, the actual pumping the heart at, at which rate you're meant to be doing it. You use like two keys and do it. So it, I think it's a very clever idea and it really helped me to visualize myself in that situation, trying to save someone's life. Another way you can use these, um, these games is to create discussion around a topic. I use a, a Cold War one that I just sort of um, made up using some um, teaching resources on uh, that I got from uh, Teachers Pay Teachers, and then I kind of changed it into a Choose Your Own Adventure. And um, in, in when I'm doing it live in my co-op classes, the kids actually kind of walk between it. So it's kind of, you know, it tells you now go to this one and they're all numbered and they move from place to place. But the students who are doing it online, it's a, it's a Google Slides version because um, it's the same as Funder Funders um, US history class. But once they're, it's, it's a Cold War one and they play it through once and I tell them to play it through twice to see how different choices will lead to different outcomes. Now, obviously it's pretty simplistic, but I do want them to see how, you know, it's, it's not always obvious how things are going to turn out. And then we talk about it. We talk about what are the different things they did and um, what were the outcomes and what really were the outcomes when it happened in history. Another one, if your child is interested in a tech startup, I mean, this is very niche, but here it is. Uh, there is one called startuptrail.engine.is where you find it and so it goes through if you are running a startup and it would apply even to a non-tech startup but particularly to it it's really more to a tech because you do go into data breaches and all the rest but it shows you how much there is it will probably put your child off doing a tech startup but if they just think oh i'm just going to do this and do a startup and it's going to all be easy this will perhaps put a dampen on it but also just give a little bit of reality as to what goes in to a tech startup i have a son who has done a few of them so i can tell you it's 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 fairly good next thing choose your own adventure games can create empathy because you are playing as a character and so it means that you get some sense of what it's like to be that character there are two games where you play as a refugee and um, the one is quite old and right now I'm not sure how old the other one is but still it still gives you the idea that both are Syrian refugees coming into Europe and um, the one uh, you find through the guardian.com and the other one is on bbc.com so they're both kind of linked through that but I, I will link it in the show notes and you have to get to Europe and depending on your choices you know your chances to whether you actually make it there or not. So that's that's quite good, just also dealing with current affairs, um, current news or fairly current news. Then Spent is a game and also choose your own um, adventure type game where you play the role of a very low income person. Again, it helps provide empathy, helps you to see what it's like if you actually don't have money. I think I use this in my economics class. Um, I know I use it somewhere and I think that's the class that's probably most likely to use it in. I do like to use these in my online classes and in our unit studies when appropriate and when I can find one because it really gets children involved in thinking about choices that either were made historically or that, you know, what it feels like to be this person. Um, I use the refugee one, for instance, in geography. Um, then it to finish up, I'm going to, the last point here is that it is a creative way of learning new material or reviewing material. 
you know, you can use flashcards, you can use little tests, quizzes um, to review, but you could also let them play a game and see how well they do. Or as I said, if it's, you could also just learn new material as well. Two history ones. The one is called Over the Top, and it's from the Canadian War Museum. You play the role of a, um, of a soldier in the trenches and uh, during World War I, and it helps you to um, understand what they would go through. It also will give you um, these audio support as well. So it's also one that if you have a struggling reader, this is a good one that because they can hear the words being read at the same time as seeing them on the screen themselves. And then there's another one that's more video based again, and it's George Washington, it's be George Washington, and you get to play through three or four different um, uh, events that where he had to make decisions. And this is fun. Um, I actually do a different one. I think I might switch it, switch it out for this one in my US history class. Uh, but you get to try and you make choices. You get to talk to his advisors. So you move around, click you on talk um, and listen to everything. And you decide what you're going to do. And then the game tells you what George Washington actually did and how that worked out. So um, again, it will actually also prompt discussion, um, critical thinking skills, and it's just a good way to introduce a topic and then you can go and dive into more detail. And then there's an art one called Pintura, A Pintura Art Detective and uh, lets you try and identify who the artist of a painting is. And so you have a little story is told and um, you it's, it's to do with an art theft and it does involve you trying to like look at a painting and decide uh, who is it who painted it, etc. And so that's just um, a fun way of applying some art knowledge and seeing if you can, you know, look at a painting and figure out who it's by using different, uh, if you know the different art styles of um, painters. So again, there you'd need to actually, that would be more like review, you'd need to have actually studied some of these painters before. So you could perhaps go ahead, see the different ones that's going to be covered, covered with your own children, get books at the library or whatever, and then at the end, play the game and see how it goes. Now, if you have more than one child that's a similar age, you can get them to play independently, see what the different outcomes they had, and then you can discuss it again, that discussion and seeing how different choices lead to different results. So um, if you are wanting to find Choose Your Own Adventure Games, you could literally just Google Choose Your Own Adventure Games and then the topic, or you could choose something like interactive game and the topic. So you could have like interactive uh, World War II game or interactive um, science game. And those will often also turn up these kind of Choose Your Own Adventure Games, which are fairly easy to create. And so there are actually quite a lot out there. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I would love you to come and join our Facebook group, Homeschooling with Technology. Tell me if you know of any others that I didn't mention here. Uh, if you try any of these and your children enjoy them, let me know which ones. Um, we just love to hear how things are going in the group. And if you have a minute, I would love a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know of somebody who you think could use these ideas in their homeschool, please share it with them or share it in a Facebook group that you're part of. That's all for now. And I'll see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.